My name is Liz, and I'm the rector at Incarnation, and I'm delighted to be worshipping with you all today. So, I don't know if, if you're a maker and doer, and if you are, I wonder if you like making things according to patterns, or whether you just like to knit. So, kids, I don't know, think about this for a moment. Do you like to make, like, Lego creations following all the instructions, or do you just kind of put it all together and see what happens? There are kind of different ways that each of us approach creativity and doing things. But me, I'm really largely a pattern follower, but not completely. So over the last few months, I've knitted this sweater. Okay, it's kind of cute. But if you look closely, or if you compare it with the pattern, you'd see I've used different colors. There are a ton of mistakes. There are places where the wool went funny, where I dropped stitches. It's kind of... Yeah, it's not necessarily what you would expect if you'd looked at the pattern, but it's the way that I kind of did it. And to be honest, all of us over the last few months have had to learn a whole lot of new things. And some of them we've known what the pattern is, some of them we haven't. But it's really been quite hard to make new patterns and to make new habits. And really, making this little sweater turned out to be such hard work. And honestly, I nearly gave up so often. And if you at Incarnation and you've been on any of our non-church service meetings, you'll have probably seen me painfully knitting my way through this line by line, unknitting. And it felt more work than normal. Normally, it's fun. This time, it felt less fun. And to be honest, learning new things can be really hard work. And this pandemic has been full of things where we have been finding new muscles and new determination. And so kids, maybe while I carry on talking, maybe you'd like to make something, either following a pattern or not following a pattern. Show it to your parents later if you like. You can show it to us after Zoom um, when we hang around and chat at the end. But when I knitted this, there were days when I thought, I'm just going to stop. I'll pick it up later. I'll do it in the fall. I'll do it in 2021. Maybe I won't do it at all. I'll just give up. I'll go and buy something, because it's a gift. Easier, far easier to do that. And for many of us, there have been similar temptations with regard to church. There's just that thought of, I'll pick it up later. This is too much like hard work. Zoom is exhausting. All of this is exhausting. I don't want to do it. And I've kind of read about churches all over the country where they're seeing a lot of that, where people are just giving up. And one of the things I'm so proud of our little community for is the way people are sticking at it, the way you're setting your alarm at 5 to 5 and getting on Zoom when maybe at 5 o'clock on a Sunday evening, that doesn't feel like something you want to do. I'm so proud of the ways that people are engaging and working really hard. I'm grateful for your resilience. I'm grateful for Josie and the way that she's nurturing our children at half past nine on a Sunday morning in the park. And she's thinking hard about ways to help them continue to engage, to build good habits. I'm so grateful because this is hard work. And maybe if you think about your life in the pandemic, it could be a little bit like this. There are days when you just have a, like a happy a happy a happy moment, a happy goodness, a happy some fun thing. Or maybe it's a little bit more like this kind of knitting, which just feels dull. 
It's like row after row of the same stuff, and there's no sense to it. You just keep going, and you think, just another row of the same. But actually, one day, this will be something kind of fun. I'll bring it back when I'm finished. 2022. <laughs> so as we've been going through this season, we've been using this book. And uh, Pete Gregg had this little acronym, PRAY, P-R-A-Y. And he said, well, let's use that. So OK, can anyone remember what the P was for? And I'm going to ask the people in the chapel. But I'd, you can shout it out at home. What was P for? Pause, good, okay, somebody was listening week one, that was good, so P was pausing. What was R for? Rejoice, okay, and that was harder, because I didn't really talk about rejoicing that much, I talked about bringing all our emotions in to God, with hopefully the end result that we'd land up with a little bit of rejoicing, but, um, so I really wanted P-E-A, no, that doesn't work, P-R-A-Y, so, and then what was the A for? Come on, it was just last week, what was A for? Ask. Okay, yeah, A is for apple, but also for ask. So pause, rejoice, ask. And then today was yield. And to be honest, before I read the chapter, I wasn't feeling that, that yay about it. Because yield to me is a word which sounds like giving up. It sounds like surrendering. It's like, oh, I'm just going to yield. But then I thought about it, and I thought, it suddenly occurred to me that the place where I see a yield is when I'm driving. And when I'm driving and you're about to join the highway, and there's a sign up which says yield. Yield doesn't mean stop. Yield doesn't mean give up. Yield does not mean go back and come back another day. Yield means pay attention. Look at what's going on around you. And then move forward deliberately, getting the speed right, getting your attention to details. What's happening over here right? There's only one thing about the yield sign in America. OK, I'm just going to just moan for a moment here. <laughs> I don't know any other country in the world which expects you to yield and join a highway going into the fast lane. I mean, honestly, it's the scariest thing. So those roads just south of Roosevelt Island where you have to yield and, and join the fast lane, uh-uh. I, I even can feel myself tensing up at the thought right now. It's, it's scary. But it, so far, I'm still alive, so that's good. So that's all rather marvelous. Um, so I prefer yielding and coming into the slower traffic. And you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to what's going on. And I really like the fact now that in this acronym, Y is for yield. Because it's like we've spent time pausing with God. We've spent time bringing our entire person into his presence. We've spent time hopefully beginning to think of what it means to rejoice in God's goodness. We've even sat with him and we've said, okay, these are the things I want to ask you. But now the yield says going out, moving forward, moving into what God is engaged with. It's about enlarging our vision and it's about looking outside of ourselves because we've already dealt with our families and friends and all the things that are bugging us in the world. But now we get to go and be a part of what God is doing in the world. So why for yield is not passive at all. It's not giving up. It's engaging. It's choosing to be on high alert and listening for God's heart. Because when we yield, we're moving into God's agenda for the world. We're moving into what he's doing. So if you keep that highway analogy in your mind, it's like that's where God's kingdom is. And that's the moment that we get to with why. We get to drive on to his highway, to pay attention to what the work that he's doing.
So that's kind of what I wanted to say today. So then I thought, come on, Elizabeth, you're the preacher. You need to go to the scripture. So I didn't, I didn't fight with the lectionary today. I just said, right, let's look at the lectionary and let's see what each of these passages can show us about the way that people are yielding to God's agenda. And that's kind of quite a good thing to do sometimes, is to bring a question to your daily Bible reading and to say, what is God saying through this? And I love the fact that each one of our readings today had such clear examples of what yielding could look like for different people. And each one really different. So Jeremiah in chapter 15, there's this moment, we've had a lot of Jeremiah recently, so you're used to him, you know, he's the, the crying prophet, he's always a little bit moany. But we get to this bit where God is speaking to him. God's very direct. In verse 19, he says, if you turn back, I will take you back and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall serve as my mouth. Imagine that. He's being told, if you just say what I give you to say, you're going to be the mouth of God. And I would like to encourage you to think about that, that all of us have a prophetic role in this world. All of us get to hear God's word and we get to speak God's word as his mouth. And so yielding means knowing what God is saying. Yielding means listening to what he's say, saying to you and then moving through onto the highway. And to speak for God is each of our prophetic duty. And we need to be sure that we're speaking his truth. So one of the things I'm going to encourage you today is just to keep remembering that you need to be reading the Bible. One way or another, you need to be reading it. And that's one of those habits that I'm going to encourage you to keep going with in the pandemic. As we have, are feeling all unsettled, whether it's one verse or a chapter or five chapters, whatever kind of appetite you have on a daily basis, even when it's hard, can I encourage you to just go for one, one moment, one minute, one hour, whatever you've got, and read something of Scripture? Because as we speak, if we do that, we get the opportunity to be God's mouthpiece. What about the psalmist? The psalmist spoke over and over again about walking. And again, I like the fact that that tied into this analogy of us driving onto the highway. There's a thing about motion. And the psalmist was talking about how we engage with the world as we walk about, as we look at the agenda. And for all of us, we have our neighborhoods, we have our friends, we're our places that we are physically stepping into. And so the encouragement here with yielding is to go with soft hearts, to remember that we're going in as God's mouthpieces. And one of the things about walking and engaging is as we see, we need to respond. So what are the kind of things that we need to respond to? Well, if you look around at the moment, and again, we say this kind of week after week, one of the critical things that's going on at the moment in this country is addressing racism. And we will have seen, if you weren't at the march, I know a few people from our community were at the march yesterday, but you will have seen it on the news. You will have seen it on the telly. So we need to be engaging with the fact that we live in a racist world. We need to think, what does it mean to be anti-racist? How do we address that when we see it cropping up in conversations? maybe with family, maybe with friends, maybe online. I have so enjoyed doing the Little Lights race literacy class this 
um, this, this summer. And I feel like I've learned so much. And I encourage you all to keep walking with integrity and to keep listening and to keep learning. It's tough. There are a lot of things which are hard about it and about the adjustments that I personally need to make. But we do it. We stand up. We speak like Jeremiah, the words of God. We walk with the Holy Spirit. What about Paul in Romans? Well, the nice thing about the bit that Paul spoke in Romans was he talked about our gifts. He said, we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Hopefully we can all be compassionate and cheerful. But all those other things, God gives us different gifts. And again, going back to our highway, it's a bit like somebody is kind of yielding and coming on, maybe in a steamroller, and somebody else has got a pantechnican, and somebody else has got an ice cream van, and someone else is driving an SUV, and somebody's driving a red SUV, and someone's driving a silver SUV. We all come as ourselves. We're not called to truck goods if we're in a mini. Um, we're called to sell ice creams if we're an ice cream van. So we come with our different gifts and abilities into this challenge to yield. We're traveling with the gifts that God has given us, and we're each going to be contributing in very different ways to the world we see around us. And I love that because it really cuts back against comparison because there's no point in me comparing what I'm doing um, with a Pantechnican driver. Do you have Pantechnicans in this country? Is that an American word? No? Okay, it's one of those great big trucks. What's the word for a great big truck? A Okay, I'm going to call it a great big truck. Um, okay, you know, if you're a great big truck, you've got a different function than a mini. Uh, and so don't compare. Be, pay attention to the gifts that God has given you. But then Jesus, in our gospel reading, says these hard words. If you want to become my followers, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow him. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Jesus was speaking out of a place of deep love. And so the call for us is to put others first. And this is a kind of paying attention to the traffic around you on the highway. It's dealing with people with kindness. So prayer does not end in our living rooms and our sitting rooms. It ends when we get, that's just where prayer begins. Where prayer ends is when we yield our desires our ambitions, our thoughts, and we say, okay, we're going to engage on the highway. Prayer acknowledges that God is calling us to engage and behave in different ways with the people around us. Because when we get onto that highway, we're not building the kingdom of Liz or the kingdom of Amy or the kingdom of Bob. We're building the kingdom of Jesus. So a few tips for this. Can I encourage you that as you wake up in the morning, um, that you don't just tumble out of bed, but you just take a moment to hold that moment. Just say, okay, God, today I'm going to drive on your highway. Will you help me to put myself aside and to be listening so that I'm paying attention to your rules of the road and not my rules of the road? Will you help me to yield my desire to be in charge? Holy Spirit, will you be in me, teaching me, leading me, reminding me? Make sure that you're going into the day very self-aware, very conscious that you're going to be God's mouthpiece. And then when you climb back into bed at the end of the day, 
You could do something formal like an examine. And if you want to know more about that, feel free to email me. There are different ways of just examining your day. But essentially, it's a combination of saying, hey, God, that was today. Reflect on what was good, where you felt like you really drove with the traffic, where you got in there, where you had a good conversation, where you yielded and you felt that you were part of extending God's kingdom. And then you'll probably remember some other things from the day. It's a good time to just confess them and ask God to forgive you as you go to sleep. And so my encouragement to you for this season is to keep going. Even when you're feeling weary, when you're feeling too weary to even pick up the Bible, keep going because the thing what is true is that this pandemic will pass. It'll stop. It will eventually stop. And life will go back to something which looks something like the normal, which maybe we once knew. But you know what won't have changed? Your character will have continued to develop during the pandemic. The choices that you make every day will have formed you into a different person than you were at the beginning. The way that you've influenced the world will still be there. That will have built. God's kingdom is keeping going all the way through this. And so the fun, the excitement, the delight of the season is saying, oh my goodness, how can I be involved with that? How can I learn and develop during the season and be involved in yielding and submitting in coming under the things that God is doing. Because our small decisions today are going to shape us for tomorrow. And so, day by day, I encourage you, think about the things that God is caring about. Think about justice. Think about the ways that we have access to resources. Think about those who don't have access to resources at the moment. And what do we do about that? There is so much loss at the moment. Pay attention to those around you who are feeling that loss. Pay attention to your own soul as you feel your loss. The call from Jesus is to be a peace giver, a person of shalom, a person who speaks God's kingdom, truth, around them. And so this week, I encourage you to yield, to work out where you need to put your foot on the gas and where you need to take it off. Be deliberate about looking for the kingdom of God and where you can extend it, whether it's speaking God's word or walking intentionally, like a prophet, like a psalmist, or being equipped as an apostle as you are, and learning more and more how to love like Jesus as we yield to being a part of God's kingdom. We're going to take a moment now to be quiet. And can I encourage you to take that moment to think about what it feels like? Maybe you could ask God, what kind of truck or van or car or vehicle am I driving? What are my gifts? Where are the places where I need to speak your truth at this moment? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you equip us. I thank you that you've placed all of us in neighborhoods to walk in. I thank you that you've given us your word and your community to practice and listen and learn. And Lord, I thank you that even in this pandemic, things are not stopping. Things are keeping moving. The highway is still running. There are still things to do. There are ways to be involved. Will you help us to yield to your ways of doing things? 
following the contours of the road into the places where you would take us. Will you help us to pay attention and to be people who are noted that as we yield, we yield with love and compassion for those around us, not seeking to push our way to the front. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Amen.